0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. I'm joined once again by former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley, Ovi. It's the off season, so we like to dial it back. Check in on you like once a month, but today is a big day. We're recording on Sunday. Your former Baltimore Ravens, and you—you know—you still pledge allegiance to the Blackbirds, even though we got the Dirty Birds. You know, you got the Ravens over there as well. They're about
0: to play in the AFC Championship
1: game, man. How do you
0: how do you feel about that? I'm I'm, I'm crazy excited because um, the Lamar Jackson disrespect has got to stop, and <laughs> I've said this. A lot of people have said this. It's just. He has been way too good for way too long to not get the respect he deserves. and People still, at this moment, where he's probably going to get the MVP, are like, nah, well, he'd win a Super Bowl Erases everything. No, no, I think he has to win a Super Bowl, but it doesn't erase the fact that Lamar Jackson is proving bazillion people wrong. So I'm loving the fact that that's occurring. One, one of the co-owners of Ruth Chris, who has a, a, a huge suite at the Ravens Stadium, I saw him at the uh, last time I went for a Terrell Suggs Ring of Honor induction, I was like, "Hey, man, you know, is it still cool for coming by the suite and yada yada?" And he had to respond to me because he was, I guess, in Abu Dhabi, Dubai. So this morning, this morning, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, o, if you still coming to the suite? We got double the food. We know it's gonna be crazy." I said, "Come on, man. If you would have told me, I would have been there. Yeah, I would have got a seat in the <laughs> yeah. third row and just snuck into his suite." But you know, again, I'm 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 tired. I'm old, so I'm gonna watch it right here in my theater. So I'm excited for the Ravens. Hopefully we we get to the Super Bowl, win that joint, because uh, I want to be with my, my boy Lamar holding that trophy.
1: Yeah, I mean you're so right about the winning the Super Bowl, right? I think Matt Ryan here in Atlanta is a great example of what a Super Bowl does for your legacy, right? Because yeah. he and Matthew Stafford were kind of like always, I think, in that same category of very good franchise quarterbacks who just hadn't won a Super Bowl. Matthew yeah. Stafford's won a Super Bowl, and and now he it's kind of like legacy. he's he's going to he go matches. to the Hall of Fame, you know? I yeah. he Kind of surprised if if he doesn't. But if you look at the resumes outside of that ring, Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford are kind of right there. Like Eli Banning getting that in the conversation for a Hall of Fame quarterback. Again, if you take away the two Super Bowl rings, which you shouldn't hear he in those, and, and that's every bit of his resume. But I personally think like Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Eli Manning if you take away those two Super Bowls. You know, I think Absolutely. they're very comparable. So I hope Lamar gets it. I, I really like him as a player. I think he's so much fun in this league. Uh, so I'm rooting for you guys uh, and the Ravens, but that's not what we are here to talk no, about. It's we're not. here to talk about the, uh, the dirty birds. They have some coaching news that we're going to break down. going to get Ovi's thoughts on the Raheem Morris hire. Before we get into that though, it is playoff time and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Betonline online is the number one source for your playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, be sure to check out Bet Online for everything you need. So head to the website today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. You like that, Ovi? They changed their tagline up a little bit. You know, That's it's good. it's not where the game starts. It's the game starts here. I guess it's it's a little more active. So yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Good, good on you, Bet Online. But yeah. Ovi, what do you appreciate about the uh, Falcons making the move to to bring in Raheem Morris? Do you like it? Do you have questions about it? Because when we were talking last about the Falcons' head coaching search, where they might go after Arthur Smith, it was names like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. and Yeah. You know, even Mike Vrabel, I don't think, was on the marquee yet or anything like that. But they interviewed a lot of people. They interviewed a lot of the big names. And they landed on Raheem Morris. What was kind of your initial reaction?
0: Um dang I wish we had uh um, Harbaugh. and I'm like okay <laughs> at least we have bell check wait we're not getting bell check and I was so service like most of these fans are and I should do better over you should do better because I am supposed to be a seasoned um you know analyst veteran of, of how these things work but I just saw what a lot of people saw um a guy who's won before a guy who's been a head coach a guy who has you know so much just experience coming with them I wanted Belichick or bust I I just didn't want to take a chance on another coordinator on another guy who we hope he can operate in the head coaching position the way that we want him to and so I was just like come on now I keep on hearing every other day that Belichick wants, wants us and we want him and so let's do it pull the gosh darn trigger it wasn't pulled it kind of broke my heart and I heard Raheem and you know I'm like all right well Wait, who? Why? <laughs> so can I, my whole thing is like, the Falcons always Falcon, uh, or, or way often they should. And to me, that means we just never get our first choice. You know, from the t- from the Arthur Smith to the uh, you know, Mike Smith, uh, all the coaches we took, we not we don't get the first choice. And I think we should. because Atlanta's a, a great place, but um, i mean, I don't want to get the the second, third, fourth choice. Like, oh, we we always wanted this <laughs> this guy's. We always wanted. So I was. Livid, irate, upset, frustrated until I heard, you know, a couple of uh, little tweets, a little twittering, a little, uh, you know, information that the reason that Bill wouldn't work here because he wanted total control. Mm-hmm. And he was going to kick out my guy, Terry Fontenot. And he was going like, <laughs> to try to, like, you know, get like all of the, uh, uh, you know, everything runs through him. And that was, I guess, what worked in New England when he had Tom Brady. But right now, I feel like he has a lot of coaching chops that we could definitely use here but he shouldn't be in charge of personnel i mean look look at the mac jones debacle and some other people he's chosen i I think terry's gotten it more right than he's gotten it wrong uh in his couple years here and i want to keep terry here so bill has to come if if for bill to come terry has to go i'm like heck no and i started looking to raheem i'm like, okay. I did want a head coach with experience. He's had experience, didn't do great in Tampa. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the Falcons, he didn't, you know, all right, with the talent he had. You know, I wanted a guy who can work on both sides of the ball. He's done that. And I want a guy that can now everyone's trying to get that Dan Campbell effect, like somebody who can really touch the players, can really rile them up because you've seen that that works in Detroit. Uh Yeah, they have some talent, but he brought the best out of their talent. You yeah. look at what he's done in um, – uh, in L.A. with the Rams, and you're like, okay, if you really look into that, these guys have gotten better with Raheem. And then mm-hmm. you look at the players. They love him, like the players, the coaches. and There's not one person who doesn't say that Raheem should have had a head coaching job before now. And so I like all that. So you know what? Even though I feel like, you know, we're getting like, you know, in the, in the short end of the stick, I'm like, this guy actually could underhandedly be one of the best things that ever happened to Atlanta. So I'm excited about it.
1: And I, I like that the Falcons did their digging, that they kind of said, all right, what's, what's the name that's not like in... And he was in coaching circles, right? People around the league, I think, knew Raheem Morris is, is ready, has a great, strong resume, is really well-respected. Nationally, amongst fans, amongst even some media members, Bill Belichick was the clear 1A big name, and he, he should be for a reason, right? But I think that of, of all of the candidates who weren't Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, and maybe Mike Vrabel because he's kind of off off to the side a little bit. But I think Raheem Morris has the best chance to have a long kind of quality coaching tenure and ascend to the levels of a Mike Vrabel or a Mike Tomlin or a, you know, it's tough to say a Bill Belichick because of just everything that he's accomplished. But Pete Carroll, who also became a... Like, I think that Raheem Morris has such a strong kind of resume and collection of skills and experiences that he's going to step in here from day one and know exactly what to do, know how to implement it. And when things don't go to plan and they go awry a little bit, I think he is going to be among the best in the league at kind of adjusting and tweaking on the fly. You look at his experience in LA after he left Atlanta. What did they do his first season there? They got rid of Jared Goff. They brought in Matthew Stafford and they kind of tweaked that whole offense All throughout the year, they end up in the Super Bowl. That offseason, you know, they brought a lot of defensive guys in, and that was a weird kind of collection of talent, and he brought it all together to make it cohesive. So, like, if there's somebody who I trust to come in here with a roster that is totally different than the one that he left, you know, when he was last interim coach here in Atlanta in 2020, that group had Deion Jones and Julio Jones, <laughs> like that, that was a totally different
0: yeah, was. team.
1: And I think that this group is in a better spot. I want to go back to what you said about Bill, because I just kept thinking about what Rich McKay said at the um, end of year press conference and him saying that it, usually when a team is making a coaching change like this, they want to go in a different direction, that they feel like a change is needed. The Falcons don't feel that way. They feel like since Arthur Smith has been in here, 2021 till this off season with Terry Fontenot and those two guys kind of building a team and a, and a chemistry and a an organizational culture, but also a roster that they're in a much better spot than they were much previously. So if you look at somebody like a bill Belichick, he's going to come in here and he's going to say, I don't really care what you guys did. We're going to do it my way. We're going to mm. ship out these things. I require all of these, you know, very unique and specific ingredients to make this work it just didn't feel like those two things were going to line up that the falcons couldn't feel like they're heading in the right direction already and then welcome another teardown for specifically a short-term coach bill belichick's not going to be here for 15 years so if you you tear it down he's going to be here for like three years and then what you got to build it back up from scratch with the new person i think that's where there was a big hang up and you look at Raheem Morris, I think from day one, he steps in here and and he's ready to go with a roster that's ready made to compete.
0: I love it. Um, you know, the more, and that's that's what makes me feel better. The more I look into it, the more I do my research, the more I hear people talk about it, the more it seems like such a perfect fit for the Falcons. And it's not rare that, the, that you know, Falcons fans feel like the Falcons are doing uh doing right by him and even like just the top the, the you know the the feeling that, that that's out there because not a lot of people like this pick or they sorry there's a large amount of people who did not like this pick i said about mm-hmm. like 50s people like could like oh this is the greatest 50 like oh my gosh what are we doing again like
1: i think a lot of people saying, like, feel like you obi like i think a lot of people are are exactly yeah. in your frame of mind where it's like Wait, we were told Bill Belichick. Like, right? even if exactly. even if you were like, "eh, I'm not sold on Bill Belichick," you did that with the caveat of like, "all right, but he's the greatest coach of all time. We can nitpick once he's yeah. here, and we'll
0: figure that out." But yeah, I was just like, you know, we can do a lot worse than a six-time Super Bowl winning coach. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot worse we can do, and so Bill Belichick was a guy. And so, what, what makes me feel good is that again, the more I look into it, the better I feel. But also, the fans and the pundits and you know, people who diehards who were not happy about this, they're just like, you know what? Because they were like, why? I remember I saw a post, like, why would we hire a coach that's last tenure as a head coach here was a losing record? What type of Falcon logic does it make, where it makes sense? So let's hire a losing coach for the Falcons. Let's hire a guy who's a loser as a head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's hire losers. Like, is that our our, our mantra? I'm like, context matters. And, you know, he's not a, a loser coach and he's gotten a lot better didn't have all the pieces to do his best when he was a head coach, but you look at him now, you look at the opportunity that he has to help us win, it's kind of tailor-made. So it, it's yeah. really exciting about moving forward with uh, Raheem and exciting about you know how he's going to build his staff because you want somebody who can bring out not only the best in players but the best in coaches and the best coaches want to work for him. So I, I think mm-hmm. that we're going to get a lot of great um, opportunities for him to also find some diamonds in the rough and maybe some big names that we already know about to help us be great.
1: Yeah. He's already hired um, Zach Robinson as the new offensive coordinator. And we'll touch on that in, in one second, but your point about, and it's been a very, very common nitpick, right? Is look at Raheem Morris's track record as a head coach. Why would you want to bring in somebody who hasn't been successful in this role? And part of the reason actually, I like Raheem Morris as a hire is all of the positive things that we could bring up in defense of that, go look at who he worked with in Washington. Just the crazy like Mount Rushmore of offensive head coaches or offensive minds around the league. Then he's here in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan. He works on both sides of the ball. He's with Dan Quinn. He's just, it's a, one of the best kind of little teams was that 2015, 16, 17 Falcons unit and just the collection of people there. He was part of that. Then he's in LA, wins a Super Bowl, but he's with Sean McVay and he's with, a bunch of different guys. Brandon Staley was a a member of that staff as well. So he has worked with so many of the kind of brightest minds in the current iteration of the NFL. And this is all after he was a head coach. So it's almost like you you cut your teeth for a second in this role. You take your lumps. It's got to be a very humbling experience for Raheem. And so he is I think realized what worked and what didn't work about what just he brings to the table. And so this whole post head coaching journey has been about learning and adding to his more clubs to his bag. And I I really think that now when he comes back in as a second, uh, his second chance of being a head coach, that's why I feel like he's going to be very adaptable. He's going to be very malleable. And your point, like everybody that he's worked with loves him. I can speak from firsthand experience. you know, I would take walks around the the little, what is it path around uh, Flowery Branch, the facility up there that goes around behind the dorms and all that stuff. Yeah. That used to be just a couple times a day, put my headphones on that you see me wearing right now and walk around the facility, just listen to music, clear my head. He and Dave Brock constantly just taking laps around the facility talking, talking about different and would always stop and say hello and we'd chat for like five minutes when he'd see me. So he's an extremely friendly, personable guy. He's going to get free agents in here. He's going to get coaches. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the staff you expect him to build. He's bringing in Zach Robinson. I think it's going to be a lot of people like that, where maybe it's not a lot of names that NFL fans are familiar with from just long storied tenures, but it's going to be maybe these these new up-and-comers. Does that excite you, or would you like to see him, you know, bring in a Dean Pease, just for lack of a a better person, somebody who's been doing it forever and and could handle one side of the ball? Or do you like CEO Raheem and let's get young and energy and bring these guys in?
0: I'm old school, and I (laughs) let it go with Raheem because Raheem has experience. Even though he was not a name that jumped out when they chose him, uh, he's a name that, again, once you do the digging, he, he has the chops. As long as Raheem... I mean, you, you got to trust him. You, you got to trust him because they picked the office coordinator. I was like, "Who?" And I had to do my little research. I was like, "Okay, I've heard of him. I haven't really like, heard of him. Like, he's not like, oh my gosh, we got to get there. There's a huge name out there that everyone's after." Yeah. I'm like. Are other people after this guy, or he's he just friends with him? So I mean, he's apparently I, I
1: would, a pretty popular name, yeah. but but also everybody who comes out of Sean McVay's system, like I feel like, true, half the league is is Sean McVay guys right now. So I mean, you may I, as well, I, get I, one of them, but right.
0: So I'm um I would like big names personally, but I, I really trust Raheem with you know just you mentioned before his background, what he's accomplished, what he's done. Uh, I trust him to build his staff and, and to have the you know the pick of the litter because, because he's well-respected and people know like how he operates. I don't think that there's an individual going to say, you know what? I'm not working with that guy. He's a jerk. You know, he's a hole. I'm not working with him. That's not coming up. So because of that, we should get the best players according to Raheem. Cause he's not asking you or me. He's, he's going to pick the guys going to help him keep his job because they firing coaches two, three years, <laughs> you know, they firing coaches. And so, um, I think they'll give him a little longer, um, leeway um just because it doesn't look good to keep on jumping to jump and jump and dan campbell is a great example of how you fire a coach too quick you fire a coach for a mediocrity um too soon you could miss out on something that he's building that could be a consistently great product and i think that he can get the falcons to a consistently great product right now i just want playoffs like it's <laughs> you know like, yeah we want to win the super bowl next year We just want – this is the year we're supposed to win the playoffs. And I'm kind of happy Arthur Smith didn't give us the playoffs because if he snuck us in there or somebody else in the NFC South did even more terrible than they have already done, he'd probably still be here. Because Arthur Blank, I feel like he didn't want to pull the trigger. But (laughs) thank you, Saints, and thank you, Arthur Smith, for making it so easy to make that change. Because that last game was so bad, you were just like, yeah, he's out of here he's out of here. So Raheem will have a a longer leash and and hopefully he's going to do a lot more and not even need the leash because he's going to surprise us. And for one of the few times, we're going to do better than we think we're going to do.
1: Everybody who watched that Saints game had that thought, except for me,
0: apparently. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Because you, 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 we had a whole podcast. Don't listen to that podcast. Yeah, dude. You know, just, we, uh, we know what we're doing um, straight we were up like, right next to Arthur Smith. It's it's, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's not it's not his fault. It's the uh, Ritters, But yeah, which I stand by.
1: I mean, I I think that if, if Raheem Morris comes into this season with Ritter, which we know that's not going to happen, it can't okay. happen. But like, I would expect the exact same thing to happen. So
0: I, Are they I do think because like even as a backup, I Heineke He'll, was a he's still backup. under contract. I'll take Cam Newton as a backup because right now Ritter and Heineke couldn't even do backup type stuff. But yeah. they probably won't keep Ritter high because he's fourth.
1: They'll probably keep Ritter. They'll probably release Taylor Heineke because I think they can save like seven million dollars on the cap yeah, by releasing So so Heineke will be gone. And then I think you'd keep Ritter just to, to have that young cheap backup. Uh maybe they bring in a veteran, who knows? Um, I mean we've yeah. got so much time to talk about the quarterback position, OV. Don't don't you worry, dude. We've right, got I won't,
0: I won't get too much into that, but I mean, um, <laughs> you know, oh, let's not forget about my, my boy Rich McKay, man. Yeah. There are people who are not happy with the Rich McKay's involvement in this whole process cuz they feel like What he, was he
1: like when you were when you were there? What was his I love him. I saw presence? Rich a couple
0: months ago um at the Walpley man of the year award winner. Like uh, there will be no Rich McKay slander on this show. I'll tell you that. I like you know, him too. Yeah, I used to, to see him, him in the break room and stuff. And yeah. And give me a chance and you know granted the last time um he chose a position at free agent on the free agent side they, they let him uh go on gm duty so i was the last time as a gm he chose me so that was the best thing ever but i guess somebody thought it wasn't i don't Dog, know you but, got
1: richmond k fired the first time around yeah, I mean,
0: it wasn't my fault it was it was the <laughs> season it was like a four win season yeah. and it was a whole michael vick year 2007 it was 2007 it was yeah other things, but I, 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 people are cheering that Rich McKay now is, uh, been, I guess, removed or uh, as far as well. GM so, yeah, so not reporting the, him
1: anymore, right? Because that was the last time you know, they made basically that kind of change back to Rich McKay being the, the buffer between Arthur Blank and kind of the football ops and coaching yeah. side. Uh, I want to say 2019 or say so, it was basically when Dan Quinn and Thomas had started to have their. Like, instead of going on the hot seat, at the end of the year, they were like, we're going to put Rich McKay back in charge, and they're going to report to Rich, and this is going to be kind of our way to, to get everything figured out. But before that, I mean, their most successful time with Mike Smith and Thomas Dimitrov and then Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, they were they were reporting a blank. I mean, so I think that this is a little bit of a, let's, let's give the football side, let's give some voices a little bit more power without necessarily having to seed everything we do to bill belichick so i again i think they were trying to walk a little bit of a middle road here where they do believe in what they've put in place they do believe in that 50 50 gm head coach split because they can see that working together can get you to the super bowl can get you to nfc championship games like mike smith and thomas Dimitrov and dan quinn and thomas Dimitrov did so That's kind of where I think they landed with all of this. And and Raheem Morris is obviously a guy who comes in from day one and can just get started on what matters. He knows Flowery Branch. He knows where the cafeteria is. He knows who the mail room guy is. Shout out Chris Mays. Um, So I think it's it's a really big benefit that the Falcons, who have a team ready to compete in place, can bring in a coach who from day one is going to motivate, get these guys to run through a wall. I mean, Raheem Morris could get a wall to run through itself. Like, I I fully expect this team to be fired up for this season, ready to go. Um, But I want to wrap this up with a little bit of Raheem Morris trivia. So I've not not? sent you any of these questions. Uh, So we're just going to see how much you know about Atlanta's new head coach. Very little. You know, I I could see you going five for five here, but I could also see you going 0 for five. So I'm really curious uh, to see how you do. All right, first question. Um, Raheem Morris played on his college football team at Hofstra. What position did he play? Was he A, a punter? B, a safety? C, a wide receiver? Or D, a corner?
0: That's a good one. I'd say he was a safety. Correct. Yes! Alright, <laughs> right, next one. Let's go. Speed round. one.
1: Question two. Where did Raheem Morris get his first opportunity to be a defensive coordinator? Was it A, Tampa Bay? B, Atlanta? C, Kansas State? Or D, With the Washington franchise, franchise. Good job. Uh, (laughs) Let's go Washington. I was C Kansas State.
0: I thought about Kansas State. I almost went there. All right, next one.
1: (laughs) All right, three. Um, Which other NFL team interviewed Raheem for a head coaching position before he became Tampa Bay's head coach in 2009? So the first time around, one other team interviewed him. Was it A the Carolina Panthers? B, the New York Jets, C, the Chicago Bears, or D, the Denver Broncos? Broncos.
0: Correct. Yes. Yep. Out of feeling. I don't know. It's Broncos. So he was the right.
1: youngest head coach in, in NFL history in t- 2009, another team was willing to uh, give him an interview. That's pretty interesting. All right, fourth question. How many Super Bowls has Raheem coached in? And this one, there is no multiple choice. You just have
0: oh, to get uh, it right. I, I'd say two.
1: Three. 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 He has won two. So, 2002, he was a uh, defensive assistant with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. And then Atlanta. And then, of course, he won one with Los Angeles. So, last question for you, Ovi. Which of the following coaches has Raheem Morris not worked with? Is it A, Bobby Slovic, B, Mike Tomlin, C, Pete Carroll, or D, James Franklin?
0: I'd say Pete Carroll
1: yeah correct. all right, so that is what one, two, you got three you got three out of five so that's,
0: that's a winning record
1: is the pass fail test man you passed you graduated Raheem college. congratulations. I don't know if that gets you a degree Not from Hofstra, that. but uh maybe you're an honorary graduate so I'll take um. It. What any anything else that you want to say? Not not even about the coaches. It could be about quarterback or just the Falcons offseason because this is the last time we got you for a little bit here, Ovi. So what's on your mind uh, about
0: the Atlanta Falcons? I do not. I do not. I repeat, I do not want us to go and like sell the farm to get like a number one pick. We got to get a established veteran. I don't care if it's Kirk Cousins. I don't care if it's Russell hmm. Wilson. I don't care if it's the uh, quarterback over at the uh, the Bears. I. I don't think he's coming because they just did like this weird little promo thing where they use like Justin Fields everywhere. I'm like, why would you do that if you're going to get rid of him? That's kind of weird. So Justin Fields may not happen because they'd be crazy to let him go because you can do a lot more <laughs> with Justin Fields, especially yeah. as he gets better. Um, I want a veteran. I want a veteran. And if you want to do both, you want to you know get a, a nice, not cheap, because you know Russell may come cheap, but he may not. Kirk may come, you know, discount. He may not. But I want to get somebody here that's not like a Heineke. I want like a solid veteran. And then if you want to go crazy, the draft too. But let's not wait for this quarterback who's amazing in college to hopefully take us to the promised land like Desmond Ritter. No, you could be like a, a Heisman Trophy winner and still struggle and take a year or two or three to get things right. I don't have that time. Like I'm, I'm impatient. So get a veteran or else I'm going to be upset, period. That's Old man
1: Ovi. I love old this. 2024. Old man Ovi just wants 72 yep. year old coaches, 46 year old quarterbacks, Tom Brady that to guy. come out of retirement and come play for the Falcons. I love it, dude. Uh, no, that that's, that's definitely on my mind. I'm, am digging in, uh, to a lot of the quarterbacks in the draft over the next week or so. So I'm going to try to get like more thoughts, have more concrete opinions on this, but after the coaching stuff, quarterback talk is just going to dominate this podcast it- for the next two, three months because it, it is the most important thing that the Falcons have to figure out. It was arguably the most important thing for them last year. It remains the most important thing. It's no longer the pass rush. It's no longer the offensive line or anything. It's it's quarterback, which is not the place mm-hmm. you want to be, but it's where the Falcons are. Um, so they're amongst the uh, the weirdest teams, I feel like, right now in the NFL because they feel like they could go one way or the other and it's felt like that for a little while but luckily we always get extremely consistent steady excellence from you ov on this podcast uh so i really appreciate you taking the time on this sunday afternoon before your ravens hopefully get ready to punch their ticket to the uh the super bowl but we will see best of luck to you guys my friend and, and thank you so much again for joining me
0: no problem man talk soon
1: all right, guys, today's podcast is always presented by Bet Online. Please like, subscribe where you can. Check out our YouTube channel. We'll see you again next week. Uh, until then, everybody, take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.